Hello, everyone. Welcome to Industry Focus Financials Edition. First, I want to thank everyone who has written into the show in the last couple weeks. Not only did you end our email drought, but we also got some great book suggestions from you. We also got some questions and requests to cover certain topics on the show. A shout out to Levi Waddell, Waddle in South Dakota, who suggested a show on business development companies. Um, we'll be bringing in Jordan Wathen to do that show sometime in January, so be on the lookout. Uh, in the studio with me today, I have Tyler Reber and Sam Davidson, who are systems engineers and just excellent all-around people. Um, <laughs> one of our, my co-host, John Maxfield, had a, had a little bit of an emergency today, so he couldn't join us. We were going to talk about Puerto Rico, but instead we're going to talk about identity theft because Sam Davidson and Tyler Reber don't know anything about Puerto Rican bonds. Nope. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, this, this topic was actually also suggested to us by one of our listeners. His name is Brad. Thanks, Brad. Apparently, my story about getting all my information hacked uh, during the OPM fiasco, I believe would be the correct word, uh, really resonated with him, and he just wanted to hear some more about identity theft. <laughs> um. I really, this is a good idea for a show because apparently around 9 million Americans a year experience some form of identity theft. Uh, so here's how the show is going to work. We're going to talk about common ways of getting your identity stolen, things you can do to prevent that, and then what to do if it has been stolen. Um, get excited, guys. Woo! All right. All right. Excellent. Um, <laughs> so you, you've talked about this before uh, in terms of cybersecurity. Ty and I have both um, spoken uh, a couple times about this. <laughs> Essentially, this is a difficult thing to do or to prevent from happening, but um, from a, a security perspective on the systems. But as a normal user, this is very simple. Um, some of the easiest things you can do are one: don't ever give your information out. Um, it sounds overly simple, but it's true. If somebody asks you for your social and it's not your mother, don't give it to them. Uh, they probably don't need it. Most places won't ask you for that. They just need your last four. Um, you should you should guard it like you do your own money, and and that um, watch out for emails asking you for information. Nobody should ever ask you for you over email. Yeah, and the social security number is not the only thing you yeah. you want to guard closely. Um, something that I've personally seen is is people um, giving out you know information like their driver's license number that is actually surprisingly uh tied to you as well Correct. um in fact it's it's probably just as tied to you as your social security number in certain instances um so watch out with that one don't don't be you know overzealous in giving that out um and then at this at the same time don't be overzealous with giving your credit card information out to random people who may call you asking for it or in uh in emails that you may get where they may ask you for that information um for instance, your credit card company will almost certainly never email you asking for your credit card information over email. Because they already have that. They, they already are your credit have card it. information. And, right. and not to spoil anybody's uh, holidays, but guess what? Your rent your uncle in Zimbabwe did not die and leave you a trust full of gold. Sorry. Exactly. My bad. I, I wish he did. Uh, he tried it with me. It didn't work. Um, that's a really common um, tactic, and that's called phishing with a PH, just in case you're really curious and you want to go Google this later. Right. Yes. Uh, um, the best thing to do is if you ever get a request for your credit card company or from anyone you believe is tied to your credit card company asking you for credit card information, take your credit card out, look at the number on the back of it for the customer service department or your concierge, and call them up and ask them if they uh, requested that information. 
Um, and, you know, they can then verify whether or not that came from them and if, you know, something has happened on your account that you need to talk to them about. Also, yeah. on the theme of not giving out numbers that are important to you, don't give out your PIN. Even if you're really, really drunk and you just want me to call up the, the pizza place and get you get you pizza, um, you, you don't know me. Yeah. Um, and, and I think <laughs> that what, happened to me last weekend. <laughs> what, what Tyler's alluded to is called PII or personally identifiable information. Um, this is one of those things. That it's your your date of birth, um, your full name, address, all that stuff. Is it allows people to get information on you and to call in a place to impersonate you. Um, this is also critical information that you keep to yourself. Unless people need to know it, don't tell them. Um, whenever you're out there online, as as horrible as it is to say, assume that everything you're going to is trying to do something bad to you. And play it safe. Um, Absolutely. But there are some ways that while you're online, you can make sure that you're giving your information to people who are legitimate. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about how you can tell on Safari and Chrome? Sure. Um, In Safari and Chrome, uh, if you look up at the top left-hand corner of your address bar, you're going to see a little lock. Uh, In Chrome, it'll be uh, bright green. And in Safari, I think it's just gray. Yep. Um, But whenever you see those locks, you're going to a site which has SSL or secure socket layer. That uh, basically is a way to verify the identity of the site you're going to. you want to make sure that when you're browsing online, if you're going to one of these these sites, that you are sure that it is where you want to go to. It's not Amazon missing the second A. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's not something else. And they should always have that little lock. That little lock tells you that your your communications back and forth between them are secure and that nobody can listen in between. One of the common things people will do is put out a um, – if you go to a site and put in your credit card information and there's no little lock there, that information is essentially like you going into an open room and yelling it. There is It is not encrypted. So – Anybody sitting between you and that other end uh, can get that information online in plain text and just read it. But if that locks there, it goes in encrypted. So if they get get something, it's just garbled. Right. Um, the other thing it. to look for if you happen not to see a lock is to see uh, HTTPS. The S Correct. stands for right. secure. Um, if there's no S, it is not secure. <laughs> right. Uh, other things that you should not do, um, when you sell your laptop, Make sure that you reformat the hard drive because otherwise all your information is on there and Absolutely. whoever gets your laptop could use that also. Not, yeah, not just your laptop. It's uh, your laptop, your cell phone, pretty much any di- digital device that uh, can contain or has in the past contained any uh, identifying information. Right. Um, I actually I wrote an article a number of years ago when I had my own technology blog about um, personal GPS units. Um, surprisingly <laughs> enough, hey, look, your your personal address is in your GPS unit. You take that, you sell it on Amazon without clearing it first. That information can be recovered from your GPS. Correct. And when you sell your uh, laptops, too, there is an option on some of those to do a secure wipe. Uh, whenever possible, you want to do a secure wipe. A single delete uh, doesn't mean your files are gone. Right. Your files are still there on the computer. Um, all that actually does is delete part of a file name from your computer. The rest of the information is actually in there. So you actually want to do a format or a multiple format um, with overwriting. And if you don't understand anything that's going on, all the tech people in the world will really hate me. But go find your, your niece or your nephew or your son <laughs> during the holidays and ask them to look at your computer for you. Yes. You can't see us right now, but all the tech people are cringing because I'm sure they've already had to fix a lot of computers over the holidays. Yeah, yep, <laughs> yep. Um, also, on the, the vein of personal information on your laptop, don't keep a file folder on your desktop or really anywhere on your computer that's labeled passwords with all your passwords actually in it. Um, Indeed. It's just a bad idea. Maybe if you're like super computer savvy and that file actually contains like a virus or something and it's like, a, I don't know, like a triple 
that twist thing, that's fine. But otherwise, don't yeah, don't there, do that. There are a number of um, along the vein of passwords. There are a number of tools out there to help you out with that. Um, password safe. Yep, password uh, safe's good. Is um, great. Um, and change your password often. Um, I usually try to recommend people change it every three to six months. Um, if somebody happens to get part of this encrypted uh, password or part of this chain through various methods, they are able to decrypt that and find out what your password is. But by changing your password every three to six months, generally it'll prevent people who may have your password from doing that. Uh, Should you be- use the same password for every account that you have? Family members, I'm looking at you. Absolutely uh, not. Uh, no. <laughs> no. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine is not a good or password. Or the word password. Or the password. Nope. 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 These are these it. are commonly used passwords and are, are not not just from the Spaceballs movie. Uh, for anybody who may be a fan, it is uh, it's just bad practice. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, other things that you should watch out for besides like credit card scams or online stuff, people can straight up like steal your wallet. Then they have all of your information, mm-hmm. which is part of the reason you shouldn't carry your social security card in your wallet. Correct. Um, also, people can dumpster dive. Um, make sure that you shred letters that get like credit cards or any kind of personal identifying information in there. Uh, also, something that I saw recently, I have a coworker who apparently his student ID is his social security number. So it's just yep, printed yep. right on there. Surprising uh, the yeah. number of schools that I think probably have done that at least now or in the past. And in fact, the school that I went to did it when I first started there. Uh, they changed it within, I think, the first year that I was there. But yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. That they Pretty do common. That. Yeah. You can request a different one. Um, and if they won't give it to you, just... I don't know. Demand just de- it. Just demand it. I don't know. Throw a fit. Blank <laughs> it out. Tell them they're thing. not being safe. <laughs> um, um, also, don't put your social security number on checks. I haven't really seen this happen to anyone in their mid-20s, but some older people do have their social security number on their checks. I'm not really 100% sure why, but take that off. No one needs to know that besides you and yep. the government. Yep. Yes. Um, one of the other things, too, along the lines of wallets is you, you see a lot of wallets right now that have RFID uh, prevention on there, uh, blocking on there. What this is for is uh, some of the newer cards, access cards specifically, have uh, RFID chips. Uh, these enable you to wave your card next to something either pay or to get access to it. Um, there are RFID, uh, RFID scanners out there. Somebody can walk up to you and bump into you, and it will essentially get that information out of the card without having to actually get the card out of your wallet or do anything like that. By putting them in a, a wallet that is RFID safe, it essentially negates that. Somebody can't just bump into you and grab that information. Um, what, what, what exactly do you mean for our listeners? What, what is RFID safe? Uh, RFID safe is essentially a radio frequency identifier. On, your, on some cards, there is a chip in there that it gives access without actually having to swipe your card. Um, so RFID safe, you'll see them in the, what was the newest one, the TV commercial, the Illuma Wallet. The Illuma wallets had those. Um, and you'll see other ones. It's a little mesh that's in there, and it prevents people from walking by you and scanning. Yeah. Um, so. The other thing that you should try and do, um, I think most banks are pushing their customers to do this, is get a uh, chip card as opposed to one with just a magnetic strip. Uh, what happens is that's like a tiny little computer chip, and every time you uh, have a transaction, it generates a new code for that transaction. So people can't really steal the credit card's information off the chip because they can only generate one transaction off of it as opposed to a magnetic strip where if they get the information off that, they have all of your credit card's information and they can use it over and over again. Um, The other thing is when you are out and about online or in the real world, you should probably try and use your credit card for things as opposed to your debit card. Uh, Your credit card often offers a lot better um, protection just in terms of if it it gets stolen, they're more on top of... uh, 
of any transactions that don't look like you. Um, also, if it doesn't offer them the opportunity to completely drain your bank account in right. one go. <laughs> right. Uh, so often, theft resolution is a lot easier with a credit card than it is with a debit card. Um, so things that you can do to prevent identity theft include monitoring your bank accounts online. If you don't have an online bank account, I really encourage you to go on there. You can see everything listed from your credit card. Um, and requesting a free credit report from one of the three major credit agencies. Uh, you're entitled to a free report from each agency once a year. So that's three free reports. You can kind of space them out. Or you can use a service like Credit Karma um, that does soft pulls on your credit uh, whenever you want. I check mine once a month just to just to be sure. Um, and then you know what your credit score is, and you can do things to improve that if it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, Credit Karma has been really great. Actually, it's yeah. a service that I use too, and they uh, I use as well. Huge fan. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, they're really great with alerting you when new uh, new accounts have been listed. In fact, I just got an email this morning from them saying, "Hey, look, a new account's been listed on your credit report." Um, so that's that's really great for I really keeping that car though. Car. Keeping track, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keeping track of uh, you know when things happen uh, against your credit that you should know about. Right, and a lot of the credit card companies now will also offer um, daily alerts too. So if uh, like I get an email every day from from my credit card companies that tells me what charges have been made to there. Uh, it may seem a little spammy during the holidays, but if something does happen and your credit card information gets stolen, this information can let you know. Hey, I didn't charge $300 to that random store that's nowhere near me. Yep. Uh, it, it's good to know. Um, I've been shocked by how good my credit card company is about notifying me about any oh, yeah. kind of fraudulent mm-hmm. activity. Um, for whatever reason, it always seems to be in Laurel, Maryland, and they always seem to go to a liquor store. <laughs> um, and I guess I don't drink cheap vodka enough for, <laughs> for, for them to think it's me. I'm so classy now, guys. There we go. Tito's all the way, right? <laughs> exactly. None, none of that aristocrat. Um <laughs> Uh, so if you are a victim of identity theft, you have to do the following things. Contact the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, contact the post office if you think the thief is somehow intercepting or tampering with your mail. That's a federal offense. Uh, contact the Social Security Administration if you think you have your Social Security number stolen. Uh, contact the IRS if you think they're going to do tax fraud with your stuff. Uh, then contact the fraud units of the three major credit reporting agencies. They can help put a security freeze on your account so no, no one can open up any more credit cards or loans or anything in your name. Um, then go into your local bank branch and talk to your representative. They will counsel you on what to do. You're likely going to have to freeze your accounts for at least a little while. And if you use online or mobile banking, make sure you change your passwords. Um, if you're worried that your machine itself may have been compromised, change your password somewhere else and try not to access your computer from or your accounts from that computer for a little bit until you can get it looked at by someone who knows what they're doing. Um, also, though, don't change it on a public computer. Go like to a friend's house or something and use theirs that you trust. Unless you think they're the thief, then don't go to their house. Um, <laughs> in fact, while you're at it, you should just change the passwords on all the accounts you have. One of my really good friends here, uh, she was also a victim of the OPM hack, and oddly enough, they managed to get her Facebook and Pinterest accounts. They had hacked her Pinterest account. They wouldn't let her back in. She couldn't access her quilt patterns, and she was really sad. Oh, so <laughs> Not Pinterest. Not Pinterest, anything but that. That's a good idea in general, um, especially with a lot of the uh, new payment systems out there, like Venmo, that uses your Facebook account um, to transfer information. So if you think you've been hacked, go ahead and change all of your passwords. Um, and... The other things that you can do if you're very, very motivated um, is you can use a virtual private network uh, or to browse online. 
I'm not going to go into that because it's complicated. But again, ask your tech family members how to set that up if you really don't want ask to. Us. Yeah, don't. <laughs> don't, don't do that. It's so grumpy. <laughs> or ask a computer expert and pay them. And you know what? If you ask a family member, the very least you can do is buy them some beer or bake them cookies or something to show your appreciation because they don't really need to work on their Baking off- goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. They don't need to work on their off hours and they choose to help you anyway. <laughs> Um, it's not like you go to a dentist and be like, can you t- can you pull my tooth for free or can you just take a look in here? That'd be pretty rude. Anyway, <laughs> um, the other thing you can do is um, make sure that your wireless network is secure. Put a password on there. Encrypt it if you really feel the need to. Um, don't just like leave your one. People can just use your Wi-Fi in the apartment next door and seriously slow down your speeds while they, they watch Netflix and like play online poker and, I don't know, upload huge files. I don't don't know what they're doing with your Wi-Fi, but you should definitely put a password on that. Um, Yeah. Do you guys have anything to add? Um, Not really. I think you covered it it all there. Again, just make sure if if you happen to be the the victim of identity theft, um, the the biggest things you got to remember from there is contact all your credit card companies. Uh, The credit reporting agencies, your bank. Um, Let them know what's happened so that you can get Stop any any anything else from happening, and absolutely change all your passwords. Um, and if you have trouble remembering your password, one there's password applications mm-hmm. that you can use to yep. to help you. Or if you absolutely feel the need to have it written down somewhere, write it down on a physical piece of paper and then put it in a safe. Yep, <laughs> right. Don't don't leave it on your don't computer. Put it, yeah, don't put it on your keyboard. That 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 drives me nuts. Yeah. Um. Anyway, happy holidays. I hope you didn't get your identity stolen over the holidays. I hope that that never happens to you. But if it does, you're now prepared. Um, thank you guys very much for listening. As usual, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Thanks for joining us. I hope you like this week's episode. Write to us at industryfocus at fool.com if you have any more suggestions for topics or if you want to tell me about your sad story about getting your identity stolen. I'll commiserate with you. Thanks, and have a happy new year.